0: Hey everybody, this is Matt, and I'm here with the third episode of the Continue On podcast. Believe it or not, this is episode number three. We've made it. Big time. Three big episodes. Very exciting. Very exciting. Alright, so, before I get into today's topic, which I'm going to hit some points on procrastination and not getting things finished after you've started them, uh, before that i want to do a week in review but i missed a week uh, had a lot of work to get done so week three is now two weeks late week three what did i do last week and the week def- before uh, a lot of things got some cleaning done which was very cathartic got some of the garage finally emptied out filled up a bunch of trash bags and Took a bunch of projects that I haven't finished and decided to just get rid of them. Sick of looking at them. That's what I tell my girlfriend. Sick of looking at it. So how do I feel after doing that? Well, at first I was feeling a little bit... I was feeling a little bit like I was missing out on something. Like there was still life in that project. And it's something that I could complete if I decided to really put my head to it and finish it up. But instead... I got a bunch of new things that I want to get done this spring and summer. And I decided that I was going to just let go of the old and welcome in the new. So yeah, so that was uh, one thing that I got done in the last week or two. Uh, What else did I do? Not too much, actually. When I think about it, oh yeah, I got a ton done. But in the grand scheme of things, one of my days off, I just sat around all day and just relaxed. I really did absolutely nothing but... My uh, girlfriend and I we streamed a bunch of episodes of Northwood's Law and Texas Law and watched some Naked and Afraid that's always entertaining. And that was about it. I had to work a lot. That's uh that's always a big time killer. Damn work, gets in the way of everything else. Uh one day I'm going to buy a scratch ticket and uh, I don't I don't play scratch tickets, but saying that, yeah, one day I'm going to buy a scratch ticket and I'm going to win a billion dollars and never have to work again a day in my life. Uh, The reality of that is I'll probably be working for the next 25 years and still be in the predicament that I need to work. But let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope something good comes in the next 20 years or so and allows me to retire and maybe enjoy a little bit of what this life has left to offer. You know, it's interesting when you think about your life and uh, even your loved ones lives and I heard this before and it makes a lot of sense if uh, you're 40 years old life expectancy of say 75 in today's day and age with all the stress and everyone's life and heart disease and cancer and whatever else can get you prematurely so you get 30 35 years left that's 30 to 35 summers left that's not a lot of summers if you think about it I mean 30 summers left I guess I guess it's a it's a decent number. Well let's bring it down more into uh you know, what about your loved ones? So I'm forty four years old, my mother's seventy two. She's uh deals with Parkinson's disease and that's a chronic illness that's not seeming to get any better. So how many more years am I gonna have left with her around this world? Uh ten. Ten more years? That's ten more visits if I visit her once a year. Let's say i visit her three times a year maybe four okay that's 40 that's 40 more visits that's i'm gonna see my mother 40 more times in this world in this life uh, that's it's a lot to take in it's a lot to think about the thought that i grew up with this person and saw them every single day never a day missed pretty much as i was a youngster and now i'm down to my last 40 times yeah it's it's kind of deep to think about depressing for sure makes you wonder where does time go and also why do I only have that amount of time left to cut out of my own life in order to see her so my parents live about an hour maybe an hour and a half away from me and the pushing myself to get down there to visit has always always been an issue Uh, it's gotten worse as I've gotten older I don't really look forward to it until I'm down there and then everything's fine. But I think it's just a dread of being on the highway for that amount of time and going down and then seeing how they live. And they don't live a bad life. They don't live, you know, in squalor or anything. you know, everything's fine. So my parents, they live about an hour and a half, two hours away. And it's become increasingly more difficult for me to get down there and visit. It's been 16 years, 17 years since I've lived this far away from them. made some changes in my life back then and decided to move away. And for the most part, I don't regret that at all. But traveling to see my family at holidays and birthdays and just to go down and visit has always been... Something that, in the back of my mind, I don't look forward to. And it's not right to feel that way, I know that. But nonetheless, I still dread that drive. I don't know if it's because I'm going back to my roots and I'm going back to see, you know, where I grew up and the reminiscence, which I struggle a lot with, of wanting to be back there. It's, it's a possibility. There's a lot of underlying issues there. It's a source of depression for sure. And, you know, as my mother gets older and this disease takes more of her away, and I think about that amount of visits I may have left with her, it's, um, it's depressing. And it's something that I got to address. Somehow I got to somehow figure out a way to get past and, Look forward to that instead of dreading it. But then again, that's what I do. I like to dread things. I have today off from work. So last night I had made some plans, things I wanted to do today on my day off. I had a pretty rigid schedule put together. And this podcast was smack dab in the middle of everything. And getting out of bed was just very difficult. I had a, um, had a good night last night. I watched that Highwaymen movie on Netflix, which I thought was pretty cool. Got to bed at a reasonable time, woke up early, jumped right in the shower, tried to get my, you know, my wheels turning, but I ended up getting back in bed and uh, getting on the phone, watching YouTube videos of some shit that, you know, it's just the YouTube vortex. You watch one video, it leads to another, and then you're down this black hole of vortex videos 40 minutes later. I then tried to get up and make some coffee but I decided that I was just gonna go out for breakfast and that's when it kind of started clicking but there's also an hour of my life that just uh, disappeared so I'm an hour behind on my schedule but that's okay I'll probably just procrastinate something off into another day and um yeah wait for another day off from work and try again Maybe I'll be in a better mindset. Maybe it'll just be a different time of the month for me and I'll feel a little bit more energetic and healthy. All right, what's today's topic? Today's topic is why can't I finish anything? Why can't I finish anything that I start? And I'm talking about anything. I have a lot of things that I have neglected to put an end to or to put that final chapter on and it's it's simple things how about tv shows how about tv series how about watching six seasons of a tv show and not finish the last episode literally not finish and it's because i just don't want to face the reality that the show is now over and it's ridiculous i'm an adult that shouldn't matter that should be closure. Move on with my life. I'm not even a huge TV fan, but I get invested in some of these shows. Uh, there was one show that I was watching on Hulu called The Path. I I love that show. It was about a, a cult, and it had the uh, wow, the the guy from uh, Breaking Bad. I forget the the younger guy uh, with the blonde hair, and uh, he was married, and he was a up and coming cult leader. And the dynamic in the show was just it was very interesting. And I got all, and oh, uh, what had happened was I was watching the show and season two had ended and season three started and they announced that season three was the last season in the middle of season three. It was, uh, the show was canceled and that was the end of it. So as I'm watching the last few episodes, I'm getting really bummed out. I don't, I don't want to see how they end it. I don't want to know what the writers decided to do, if they even were able to do anything with the short notice. I don't know if they were able to finish it up in a uh, closure type way, or if it literally just ended with a cliffhanger and it just doesn't come back. You know, uh, leave it to your own mind uh, of what happened. So that's something that sits in the back of my head. And I think to myself, I should watch the last episode of The Path. I should go ahead and You know, finish it up and see which direction they took it. But no, I decide, I think I'm just gonna let it sit there forever. I'm never gonna finish that show, never gonna see how it ended. In my mind, it's still, the cult is still thriving. And Jesse, is it Jesse? No, Jesse's his name from Breaking Bad. Uh, The the cult leader is thriving and, and everything's fantastic. What else? What else have I not? Oh, I have a lot of projects. Uh, furniture refinishing—that's a good one. I have a lot of uh, small finishing projects. Some things that I've taken apart—they just need to be sanded and painted and put back together, and they're ready for use. But no, they sit in the garage, not not painted, just uh, re, you know sanded down, ready for some sort of finish, and then to be put back together. But that's—I'm eh, not interested anymore in it. I, I have done a few things where I have went from start to finish, but I must have been on a high. Uh, there must have been a manic episode where I was in a good mood and I wanted to actually accomplish something and feel accomplished about it. But that's uh, few and far between Those those episodes. I used to be really good about buying things at auction or yard sales, flea markets to resell online. But I think a majority of that stuff now is just sitting in my garage in totes. And it's, you know, that's causing me stress because it looks like I'm a hoarder. So one day, last summer, I decided I was gonna go through a lot of it and put a lot of it up online to sell. And I actually, and I did. It was pretty interesting. I was able to take all the pictures and uh, do up the listings and get it out there into the public. And I did all that like on a Monday or Tuesday. And by the weekend, I would say 70% of it had sold. So, yeah, I was on vacation and I, you know, felt accomplished at the end of the week that i had got rid of some things. So why wouldn't that be the case on a regular basis? Why can't I take a box and maybe there's 15 items in it? And take just one of those items and put it up online. Not every day, but maybe every second or third day. Just to feel like I'm moving in the right direction with that. And maybe at some point I'll get back into the mindset of doing it almost as like a second part-time job. Like I used to when I first started doing it. And uh, clearing out pretty much whatever I brought into the house. But it's over the last few years. Now, I will say I... I, I don't know if I'm making an excuse for it, but as, at many points throughout the last two or three years at work, I've been working a ridiculous amount of hours, anywhere from 55 to 65 hours a week straight, only having my Sundays off. And I looked at that as more of a day of rest than anything else. I needed to recuperate for from that week so I could get the get going again for another week of work. Of crazy hours in the extreme heat or in the extreme cold, it didn't seem like it was going to come to an end, but it finally has. Uh, Where I work, they've hired a bunch of people, and things are definitely getting easier. As I get older too, it's it's a good mix. I'm still working my 40 45 hours a week, but that 60 60 plus hours a week are gone. And I hope they stay gone for a while. I really don't want to have to go back to that type of living where I don't see much of my family. Everything's Everything at home is between 5.30, 6 o'clock and you know, 9 o'clock before I pass out and go to sleep so I can get up and do it again. So I hope um, my quality of life will increase. So anyways, getting back to that, the excuse for my my self-inflicted hoard is I, you know, I, I try to use that as the reason why my garage looks the way it does and my basement looks the way it does. And that's because I just haven't had time to put that stuff up online. So I go with that. It makes me feel a little bit more okay about the situation until I have weeks like this where I'm home every day from work at three o'clock, maybe 3.30. And my day off, I'm doing some things, but nothing very, very constructive in terms of moving forward to create a little bit more space in my life. And I hope, I hope I'm able to push myself again and uh, get out of this depressed, self-loathing mode and maybe feel a little bit more like I'm a valued member of society and I'm able to function at a level that I wish I could function at. I'm not looking to be Superman. I'm not wishing I could fly through the air. I'm just wishing I could have normal energy levels and be the person that I want to be and not regret doing things that I wish I had done something else instead with that time. Thankfully, I'm not a I'm not a big video game player. I don't see my life pass away every day in front of the TV with game controllers and online Yelling at other people, playing on shoot 'em up games. That's that's not how I like to spend my time. So, but I don't know what's better than that or watching YouTube for five hours, four hours throughout the day. I don't know. Either way, whatever. It's still a waste of time. All right. So what? Why do people? Why do they? I, I know I'm not the only one. So why do people procrastinate? Is it that level of? If I'm doing a project, am I? Hoping that it's going to come out to my liking? is. Am I hoping it's going to be perfect? And if I have that feeling in the back of my mind that it's not going to be, then I just give up on it. It's a possibility. I've done some reading on it, and that was something that came up a lot. It's something that I read. I thought it made sense to just shut down instead of finishing it and being happy with the finished product. It definitely makes me think that I can... I have to make, you know, uh, oh man, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I have, I just have to be happy with the end result and know that whatever it was that I was doing, if I was building something, if I was painting something that it was done, you know, it was over and it was, I finished it, look at it. I did that myself. I'm happy with it. That's how I, that's how I want to be. Cause I, you know, stepping back from look. This and looking for I set these projects up for myself because I like working with my hands. I like refinishing furniture, and I like refinishing tables. I, I like doing that stuff. I'm not that good at it, but I like taking something old that looks like it's ready for the trash heap and putting new life into it and repurposing it for you know for my me to use or for someone else to use. I've done all right throughout my. Say, last 10 years of doing this with being a refinisher, refurbisher, and making some money doing it. It's uh, not the most, real, you know, I'm not getting rich off it, but it could be something that if I ever get the ability to retire, it's something that I could definitely see myself doing. So I guess I set these projects up for myself with the hopes that I will find happiness in doing them and I will feel accomplished at the end of them and I can't really worry about the final product it's not I can always fix something if I have a run in the paint or if I don't spray it correctly and there's you know a a spot missing a spot that I I missed I just have to know I can go back to that and fix it instead of getting to the 75 80 percent done mark and not liking the way it's coming out and just pushing it back in the corner of the garage and saying I'll get it tomorrow or next week and I have a lot of a lot of things that I I spend money on I use my money to purchase with the intention of refinishing it so I have money tied up in these items I'm not just finding this stuff on the side some of it I am but for the most part I'm buying this stuff at yard sale flea market and taking it home with intentions so let's say I have 30 30 bucks wrapped up in a old country table and it's going to need another 20 dollars worth of supplies into it so um, your sandpaper stain paint maybe Uh, if i don't stain it paint it paint the legs stain the top that's what's in right now so let's say i have 50 dollars into this item when it's all said and done and i'm gonna have to put my time into it which my time is very valuable let's say it takes four hours to sand it down get it nice and smooth and clean and Put a coat of stain on it so let's say that that piece is now worth 65 bucks and i have that's what i have wrapped up into it that's the that's what i have in it into it and maybe i can get a hundred for it is it worth the 35 dollars? it was at the time when i bought the piece and i brought it home and i put it in my basement or in my garage but now as i'm doing it as i'm looking at it thinking of how much i can really get out of it is it worth it is it worth the four hours five hours the, the the strength needed to sand it, which I have a orbital sander, so it's not that big of a deal. But still, what am, what's my end goal? Thirty five dollars. I'm not going to use the table. We have plenty of tables around that I stack shit on and say I'll get to it another day. So that's when things kind of come to a crash and halt, and I don't finish what I've started. It's uh, I just bought a lime green child desk. It's it's got a drop drop front. It's kinda cool. It was probably in a, a girls' room, that's why it's painted the way it is. And all I need to do is sand it and put a fresh coat of white paint on it. I paid twenty five bucks for it. I already got white paint, so that's paid for. And then if I bring it down to where I unload some furniture, then I'll get I'll get fifty for it. Pretty much, you know, within a couple days, maybe a week. So is it worth it? The twenty five bucks, the time invested, the thought that I'm restoring this item, putting new life into it. Someone else is going to use it. Is that worth it in the 25? Mm, I I think so. It's it's also, it can be fun. It, it, I have to look at it also as it's relaxing for me. It's almost a form of meditation when I have the music going. No one's bothering me. The Maybe no one's even home. And I'm just in the garage. The weather's good. And I'm able to get this started and get it finished and... People to look at it and say hey you know, that, you know that came out pretty good you know i wish i did this and this and this but it's okay it, i'll get 50 bucks for it no problem so i think that's the struggle in the end that's i think a lot of it is the struggle it's like buying things to put online what i buy today a brass and copper spittoon from an old nevada hotel and it needs to be polished I paid 20 bucks for it it's copper and brass so it'll be polished up and that'll that'll actually be kind of a pain in the ass I'll have to deal with Brasso which is a brass polisher it does copper too and that stuff stinks it's it smells so toxic it's just nasty so I'll be polishing that on trying to bring a shine out of it and then I will do some research on it take the pictures get the description typed up and then put it up online to sell for um, hopefully 40 bucks i guess it's 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 an hour of work and it'll be it's 20 dollars $20 back in my pocket it's what i've always told my buddy it's about fast nickels instead of slow dimes it's always a nice slogan i learned that a long time ago from some old timer i worked at a job selling computers and that's what he's told me yeah it's fast nickels are better than slow dimes sonny and that's not too far from the truth of how he sounded so to wrap this up i think i've narrowed down some of the things that keep me from finishing what i started and that is fear of how things have been chosen to end instead of how i want them to end and also being unsatisfied with the finished product wish i had gone a different way not being up to my standard which isn't very high So yeah, so that's, I guess, uh, that's the end of this episode. That's the therapy session has concluded. It's kind of a short one today, but it wasn't as uh, big of a topic as some of the other ones I've tackled thus far. And I'd like to keep this alive and rolling. I subscribe to myself on, I use uh, Downcast, it's a podcast catcher on my iPhone and I listen to a ridiculous amount of podcasts. So I see it every day. I played a couple of them just to kind of hear sound quality. I didn't finish them, but that was only because I just wanted to hear how they kind of started up and sounded once I got them on iTunes. So they sit in there unplayed or uh, half unplayed, and I see them every time I open the app. So it feels good. It's, you know, the icons there and a couple episodes are there and it almost makes me feel a bit guilty if i don't continue doing this if i don't continue on with my with my another project and so i'm pushing myself to get this done i'm it's the number one thing i got on my my table every every day off i get once a week and i'm really hoping i can keep pushing forward with it and um get to a point where maybe i got someone actually listening to this besides myself as i edit it all right well that's it that's the continue on podcast episode three i've set up an email at the continue on podcast at gmail.com that's the continue on podcast at gmail.com and uh, drop me a line let me know what you think let me know how it sounds anything constructive criticism is the best kind of criticism And uh, that's it. All right, guys. Well, have a good week, and we will see you next week.